0: Going, everyone. Hi. Hey. Yeah. You guys are so awesome. Okay. So before we get started, I need everyone to grab a Bible. We got these new red ones on carts. So there's carts around the room with these red, awesome, cool-looking Bibles. So grab one, of those of you haven't already, and grab a note paper because you're gonna want to take some notes this morning because today's gonna be awesome. And if you have your phone? You can use your Bible app, which is pretty great. So it's called YouVersion. If you don't have it, download it. It's awesome. We trust that you're going to stay on your phones. You guys are amazing on your Bible app. On your phone, on your Bible app. Yeah, totally. Okay. So I have a question this morning. Who feels like they are busy? Raise your hand if you feel busy. Like you do a lot. Maybe you're busy with video games. Yeah, video games can make you busy, totally. So you have extracurricular activities, so you might play sports, you guys go to school, you guys do homework, you guys might play video games, which would take up a lot of your time so you feel busy, right? Right? Does anybody go to their siblings' stuff too? Like I had to do that in junior high. I had to go to all my sister's soccer games and I was just like, oh my gosh, I already feel busy, I go to church. I have a life group, I do this, I do that, and I feel so busy. So uh, with that, I wanted to talk about that because do you ever feel like because there's something so much to do that you don't feel as connected to God as you want to be because there's so much to do? Does anyone feel that way? Sometimes. Okay, so I love the game we just played because it was awesome. Um, People were talking on the phone while they had to guess something behind them, and there's so many – distractions in our lives sometimes. And they can be good things like talking to a friend or doing homework or playing a sport and all of that. And it's crazy because usually when that happens, um, when we get busy, when we have other things that we have to do, the first thing to go usually is God. And we we kind of forget to pray, and we're like, oh, I want to read my Bible, but it's okay, I'll just do it later. And it's never for any bad reasons, because it's like we want to get the A on that test, right, so we have to study. We want to talk to our friend. We want to make sure that relationship's going, so we want to do that. And it's just crazy, because sometimes we don't realize that our busyness interrupts our personal connection with God. Which is the slide on the screen. Yeah, totally, here we go. Our busyness interrupts our personal connection with God. And we don't really realize that sometimes. And after that, we just kind of forget. And it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I wanted to read my Bible today, but I'll do it tomorrow. And then something comes up tomorrow, and then we don't do it tomorrow. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, I haven't read my Bible or prayed in, like, a month. This is crazy. And then you realize, like, oh, my gosh, I really want to pray now because I haven't. And 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 it's crazy. And so I want to talk about prayer Um, today, and Mark talked about last week. I think Mark's in this room, isn't he? There's Mark. There's Mark, guys. Mark talked about prayer last week, and he said that prayer is real talk with God and how we connect with Him, which is the next slide. Our prayer is real talk with God and how we connect with Him, and so he kind of talked a little bit about that and how we're supposed to pray real prayers and not just prayers that you know, we just, we just say to say them, or before dinner, or before bed, because we need to go to bed, or we want to eat, but really saying real things to God, and talking about real things with God, and even that can be hard sometimes, because God doesn't respond instantly, like our friends do, like we talk to our friends, and we usually get a response, right, and we say, how are you, and your friend goes, I'm good, how are you, or like, good, tired, busy, you know, but, Nevertheless, you get a response, and so sometimes it's like with God, we have to pray, and then God has a still, quiet voice, so we have to wait, and we have to listen, and we have to look to where God is, and so it's hard sometimes, like prayer, let's be honest, let's be real, prayer is hard, it takes time, and takes patience, and takes effort, and we don't always have that with everything going on in our lives, and let's be honest, sometimes we'd rather just do something else, right, like, You know what, I'd rather just do this. I don't really feel like praying today. And that's totally fine. And to me, sometimes prayer can feel like a terrible game of hide and seek. Has anybody played hide and seek growing up? Anybody like that game? Okay, side note, best place to hide is in the dryer. Has anyone ever hide there before? Nobody finds you. It's the best. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. I'm sorry you had to smell that while you were hiding there. It was terrible. Um, But let's be real. So what happens in hide and seek? So there's someone, everyone decides they want to play hide-and-seek, everyone comes around and there's like, you're in a room or like outside or whatever, and then there's a counter, right? And so the counter goes, okay, great, everyone's counting, so they close their eyes and they start counting, and everyone goes away and they hide. And then the counter has to go and find the people, and then the most annoying part of hide-and-seek is when you can't find anybody and you're the counter, right? Right? Like, it's like, I'm so bored. I don't know where anybody is, and I kind of just want to give up on this game and let them keep hiding so they feel it too. And then when you're hiding, you're just like, oh, my gosh, nobody is being found. This is terrible, right? And so prayer can kind of feel like that sometimes for me. It's like, okay, God's right in front of me. I close my eyes, and I pray. And when I open my eyes, God's gone. And it's like he went and he hid somewhere, and I don't know where to find him, and I don't know where he is, and I don't know where to look for, and sometimes it just gets really frustrating, and I have many times prayed, um, especially over and over again, and have you, ever, and have you guys ever felt like that, like, like, you can't find God anywhere, like, after you pray, or like, you prayed this thing, and you don't know where God is, anybody feel like that, because I have, and I prayed, um, so what happened with me is I didn't really grow up, like, in a Christian home, per se, but we started going to church when I was in third grade, I went to a church called Ocean Hills. And it was great. And so they come to camp with us, which is crazy. So we started to go to church in third grade, and it was the best. And so I meet Jesus when I'm 13. It's great. High school ministry is awesome for me because I just turned thir- I turned 14 like a month after I accepted Jesus. I went to high school and did all this stuff. And my parents are going to church, and everyone's going to church, my sister, everybody. So um, what happened my senior year is um, we kind of went through a really hard time as a church, and which caused my parents to not go to church anymore. And so I started bringing my sister to another church down the street, and so I would, like, I would drive her there. I was, like, a high school leader at the time, and I was in college. And so when I went to college, um, I went to the Pacific University, and my sister um, got accepted to a four-year right, right away. She's two years younger, so I was doing junior college, and I transferred in. And so basically, we both go to college at the same time. My sister goes away to college, and she um, starts partying. She lives the party life. And I'm at this Christian college, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I'm realizing I'm the only Christian in my family. Not only my immediate family, but my extended family, too. we get together at family gatherings, and I would feel so out of place. I would feel so lost. I would feel so lonely. I would try and, you know, show who Jesus was to everyone in my family. And um, it was really hard. It was, like, one of the hardest things I ever had to go through, and it was painful. And so I prayed a lot, and I was like, God, just please Figure out my family. I don't know. I just want them to come back to you. And I would pray to him all the time about I want my family to know God so bad because I know what it's like and it pains me to know that they, they don't know. And not only that, but I'm alone in my faith. And that was really hard. And so I would pray that all the time. And I prayed it for years. I prayed it through college. I prayed it through seminary. I prayed it after, after seminary. And it was crazy. And I didn't feel, um, this is the hard part about it, is I didn't feel like there was anything wrong with my prayer. I felt like, God, I'm asking for all the right things. I'm asking for my family to know you. Like, I'm not asking for anything selfish. I'm asking for you to change their hearts, to change their lives, and you're not doing it. And I didn't feel like God was listening to me at that time. And I wanted God to show up, and he didn't. And so I just got frustrated. And when stuff like this happens, We don't feel connected to God when we pray, because I sure didn't. I felt like, okay, God, I'm doing all the right things. I'm being real with you. I'm talking to you about a really real thing, and you're not showing up. So what does that mean? What do I do? I don't feel connected to God. And if prayer is supposed to make me feel connected to God, then why don't I? But my question this morning is, what if By praying certain prayers, we were just scratching the surface to what God desires in our relationship with Him. Like, what if praying certain prayers makes us only see a part of God, and God wants to see wants us to see more? Like, what if there was a bigger picture? And so, my question is this morning: This isn't a this isn't a serious question. Who went to winter camp? I need to know. Show of hand. Who went to winter camp? Raise your hand. Who had fun at camp? Did anybody like camp? Is camp good? Okay, great. I thought so too. Um, I really liked winter camp. I thought it was amazing. It was so fun. You guys went off-roading. You guys went paintballing. You hung out with your cabins. You had cabin time. You you made new friends. You were able to go to chapel. You were able to worship God. God did awesome things in our in your lives. Like a lot of you got baptized um, two Saturdays ago, or last Saturday. And it was so great. And Getting back from camp is always fun, and I love that. And we get to be out in God's creation, what God created, and we're just like, oh, my gosh, God is so cool. And a lot of people come up to me after camp, and they're just like, Kristen, like, why why is it that when we go to camp, God shows up so much more in our lives than anything else, anywhere else? Like, why is it when we go to camp that that happens? And the truth is, is because our busy lives distract us from our focus on God. Our busy lives distract us from our focus on God. So when we take the time to get away, and especially for a few days, and we take time to really just be with God, to seek him in a place where we can just sit, and we can learn, and we can grow, and we're focusing on our relationship with God, and we're having real conversations with our cabin mates, and we're in our Bibles, and we're we're praying, like God tends to show up more because our focus is actually on him. And there are actually lots of ways to pray. Did you guys know that? Do you know that there's a lot of ways to pray? It's so crazy. Jesus actually tells us about it. So if you have your red Bibles, I need you to open to Matthew 6. Um, the little page number things are on the side, like the bottom right and the bottom left now, not on the top, which is so crazy. So grab one of these. Matthew chapter 6 is in the New Testament, so the last half of the Bible. Um, and it's page 952, if you're wondering. 952. You guys there? All right, okay, so we're going to read verse 9 through 13. It says this. Jesus says, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. So, okay, how... how Did Jesus show us lots of ways to pray in this prayer? Do you guys know? Like, this is so crazy. So here's the deal. There's a couple of things that Jesus is saying in these prayers. He's saying thanks, he's saying please, and he's saying sorry. So here's the deal. When Jesus realized that God did something good, when he showed up for him or in somebody else's life, he thanked God. Like, he said, God, you're so awesome. You're so great, and I want that. Um, And the second thing is that that Jesus asked God for things. He asked asked him for the daily sustenance, like our food and our shelter and the things that we need during the day. And he also um, asked for forgiveness on behalf of the people that had sinned, that had done something wrong, that went against God. He said, I want you to forgive them. Um, Please forgive us as we forgive others. And that is so cool because we can do the same thing. We can tell God thank you. We can ask God for things. We can ask him about the things in our lives that, that are really hard, that, that, that or maybe are going really good, and we can just ask him questions, and we can talk to him about real things. And, and we can also say sorry to God. We can be real with God and admit when we screw up, and that's something that's hard to do, but God wants to forgive us when we mess up. And so, like, usually it's like, oh, I don't want to do that because I feel so weird inside and I feel bad and I don't really want to admit it. But it's like if we take the courage and we're just like, hey, God, like, I'm really sorry I did this. And then just sit back and just wait and let him remind us what he says about us, what he thinks about us, that he loves us no matter what. Then we start to feel good inside, which is his forgiveness that took place because we admitted our faults, which is awesome. And not only can we pray about different things, we can pray in different places, too. So Jesus kind of went around, like you can read all about this all in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Jesus went around. He prayed on mountaintops. He prayed with his disciples at dinner, not at dinner. He prayed in gardens. He prayed while he was walking. He prayed for people and over people. And so he prayed all the time. He walked around. He, his life, his whole life was a prayer, which is so cool. And it was never the same. And Jesus talked to God in lots of ways, and so can we. So think of it this way. Does anybody play a sport in this room? Does anybody play baseball in particular? Yeah. Okay, we got a couple baseball guys. Who likes baseball? Okay, go Dodgers. Uh, okay. Um, so basically, basically, in baseball, you have to hit home runs, right? Home runs are the best thing ever, right? Right. Okay. So there's a certain way to hit a home run, and you gotta you gotta do some things, but it's not always precise. It's not always the same way. You know, some batters get up and they're like, they do the stanky leg thing, and they swing their bat. Like others just like swing their bats. A few of them do like some practice swings, and then they get ready. And then other ones like chewing some gum or like whatever else they're chewing. And then like other ones just kind of like you know, have you ever seen Sandlot? The one kid's like. And it's like the best. So basically there's tons of ways to warm up, to round up, to come up to the plate, um, like there's a ton of ways to pray. But there's a couple of things that you actually have to do to get a home run is you have to hit this ball 320 feet over a fence at least, okay? So that's hard. So how do we do that? The batter's got to hit the swing, right? He's got to try, he's got to swing the bat. He's got to hit the ball and he's got to follow through. And there's a lot more mechanics and stuff that go into it. But those are the three things that the batter has to do to get a home run. And so it's the same thing with prayer. We got to swing, meaning we got to try it. We got to hit the ball, means that we got to pray to God about real things. And then third, we got to follow through, meaning we have to keep at it. So we have to try to pray. We have to pray for real things. And we have to keep at it. And that isn't super easy all the time. And there is not one way or place to talk to God, but there are a lot of ways and places. And some ways take more time than others and more discipline, but they're worth it. And connecting with God, you guys, is about praying, um, is about being real with God and talking to him about a lot of things. So remember how I talked to you about my family and how I had prayed with them? I prayed for them. Come know Jesus. Okay, so I want to tell you the follow-up story to that uh, prayer. So what happened was I would pray for that all the time, almost, um, and there was a time that I really got frustrated talking about that with God, because God wasn't showing up, I didn't know where he was, I didn't know what the heck was happening, why he wasn't changing my parents, or my sister's heart, um, that a sister, and two parents, obviously, and um, it was so crazy, because it was really hard for me, and there were times where I got frustrated I wanted to let go of like praying about that and so I just like pray for other things instead of that. And I prayed for this prayer you guys not kidding, for nine years. Nine years, I'm praying the same prayer. That's a long time, right? It's a really long time. And so sometimes God might surprise you and God might show up and He's not going to show up instantaneously, but he'll do something. He'll do something if we keep being honest with him, even if we don't pray about that one thing for a while, but we try and pray pray about other things and we don't give up on God, because God wants to be faithful with uh, to us if we're faithful to him. And what happened was uh, two years ago, I got my job at Mariners and that summer, that summer, my parents started going back to church again, which was crazy. And I came from a church in Arizona to here to take my job. And so I got the opportunity to live with my parents again. And my parents are going to church, and my dad is actually asking me questions about God. He's asking me questions about the Bible. He's asking me questions and talking with me about his faith. And I realized that, oh, my gosh, like, this matters to him, and this matters to them, and this is what I've been praying for for nine years. Like, that's a big deal. And it was such an answer to prayer that I am so thankful to God. I am so grateful that my family is going to church, and that they care about their faith, and that they actually have a faith, and I didn't even know they had, and it was so cool, you guys, so cool, and I still get to, to live in it, and I still get to answer questions, and I still get to, um, walk with my parents through it, and it's really cool, it's actually really awesome, and I feel like, if God had answered that prayer, like, the week after I prayed it, like, I'd be like, all right, cool, thanks God, like, I'm good, but, because I had prayed about it for so long, because I had waited that long, I felt like God was wanting to teach me some things, to teach me about myself, to teach me about my family, to teach me that, that people are on their own journey with God, and I have to be patient with that and patient with him. And I'm more grateful that it happened nine years later than if I, w- I would have been if it happened just a week later after I prayed that. And that's a big deal. And so sometimes it takes God a while to answer prayers. And the waiting seems long, but it's also sometimes one of the best feelings when we can look back on it and we can feel more connected to God than if it was to an- be answered instantly. And I, was, I, I, I had a lot of doubts, and I didn't feel as connected to God then, And I, I'm sh- but I did when my prayer was answered, which was so cool. So my encouragement to you this morning is to don't give up on your prayers when you think that God isn't listening and because you get busy keep going, keep going, and keep praying to God about other things, maybe not that one thing that you're frustrated with and you can't find God in, because maybe God's doing something else, and that's okay, and so when we continue to talk to God over a period of time, we will see how he works, we're going to learn how to hear his voice, and we'll experience him in new ways, which is awesome, and so that kind of happens over a period of time, we can just pray once and then be like, all right, I saw God work, even though you can totally do that, but you can continually see how he works if you keep praying, And you can learn to hear how how to hear his voice better, which doesn't happen one time when you pray. And you can experience him in new ways because God shows up in tons of ways if you're ready and you're looking for it. So um, I wanted to introduce to you something that we are giving to you as a gift. Are you guys excited about gifts? Do you like presents? Okay. We have a present for you this morning. This is from the junior high staff. It is a journal called Prayer Is, and it is a 23-day journal with God. Now the cool thing about this is that every junior high staff member, every junior high intern life group leaders in junior high that might be yours wrote one of these entries. So every single day has there's a welcome page you can read about it and then there's day one and there's one page of something and then you get to read and you can write some thoughts if you want. And then there's a try this section, there's an activity after every single day, and they came up with all of it, and you guys get to do it. And so we are so passionate about wanting to help you grow in your faith, and help you hear God's voice better, that we came up with this journal. And why is it 23 days? Anybody know? Anybody know? You know? Oh my gosh, what is it? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so it's 21 days to develop a habit. So here's the deal. If you don't pray very often or maybe you pray all the time, and I encourage you to go through this because each day it takes, like, 10 minutes, I promise you. One page, like, a day you have to read, and then there's an activity. So do it before you go to bed. Do it before you start your homework. Do it when you wake up in the morning, if you're a morning person. Uh, but take 10 minutes out of your day to do this because if 21 days develops a habit, you guys, and you get to learn how to pray through this journal, then that means that 23 days means that you're going to help, be helped even more. And then you might just keep praying to God continually. And you'll be able to show how God sh- see how God shows up. And God will show up in, in different ways because there's a ton of different things that you can learn about prayer and a ton of different things that you can do in these activities. And we're really excited about that because prayer isn't just a formula. It's not something that's just like, oh, whatever. But it's, it's how we have a relationship with God, and it's how we connect with God. And we want you to be as connected with God as possible. So we're going to hand these out in breakout groups in a couple of minutes. And before we do that, I'm going to pray for you. And then you'll get one of these. And it's going to be awesome. Are you guys excited? All right. Uh, God, thank you so much for every single student in this room. Thank you for uh, their hearts. Thank you for their excitement. Thank you for their fun. Thank you that they are awesome and we love them. Um, Lord, I just ask God that you would... Uh, capture their hearts this morning. I pray um, that they would just be excited about um, praying to you and talking with you and talking with you about real things. I want you to learn more about you, Lord. I pray that you would just use this journal, God, to help them grow in their relationship with you, that they would learn new things that they had never known before, and that they would um, just be propelled forward um, to know more about you and learn more about you, God, because we're never done learning. So, God, I thank you so much for everything you're doing. I pray, God, for every single student. I pray for breakout groups, God, that we had good conversations. And that you would show up in big ways. Name we pray. Amen. Okay. Amen. So, boys, you can go outside. Um, boys are grabbing journals on the way out. So, don't leave the room without grabbing a journal. Serena has them over there. Uh, so, boys, you can go outside with your leaders. Talk about the two questions on the screen. Girls in here, you guys are amazing.